I am hitting record because it's not often that we get to find out if someone is in fact in Denver or mm-hmm. are they still in fact hiding from me mm-hmm. as a fighter out in Oklahoma. We will find out tonight. Raph, how are you doing? This is Verbal Tab, the show that's we've proven fighting is way easier from outside the cage, haven't we? It's just so much easier if you're not in there. I'm doing great. Uh, I think you're alluding to a little bit of our guest's history. And I have to tell you, normally when I find over-under guests, there's always some sort of weird appeal. Like, what am I finding different about this guest? What if I were to tell you that our guest, to the best of my knowledge, things could be different. Who knows? But he's recently made the move to the Colorado. Not only has he made the move to Colorado, but he has recently won the Pro Grappling League, or the PGL, the esteemed grappling organization run by a friend of the show, BMAC, Brandon McCatherine. He was the winner of season two, and then also found some time to win some fights. So (laughs) I think it's kind of cool to talk with Hunter Colvin, but Kevin, before I bring him on, let's get to it. Are you nervous that I brought someone who now is within striking distance of where you live? It's a real problem, Rap. I was like, God damn it. (laughs) Okay. If he was in Oklahoma, that's eight to that's eight to sure. ten hours away. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, right here in Denver, Colorado. You, you know what? Let's just find out what he's up to, and hope mm-hmm. for the best. I, but it does factor into my shit talking. If those listening are like Kevin, sounds a scotch more subdued. It's because he's <laughs> local, mofos. Yes, I didn't need to yeah. find out where he's at, yep. and then I'll get a little bit more Brody as the podcast goes on. Well, I think without further ado. Please welcome to the show one Hunter Colvin. Hunter, how are you doing, sir? Good. How are you guys? Very well. Hunter, do you feel like you're terrifying, Kevin, that you're encroaching upon his neighborhood, his home, his new home of, of Colorado? Do you feel like you will inflict any kind of intimidation for him? Because you are going to be competing against him shortly. Yeah, I mean, I, de- I definitely think it makes it a little bit more realer, right? Yes, it definitely does. Uh, Hunter, let me ask this, man. We haven't gotten to chat. Congratulations on uh, the PGL Season 2 win. I was so happy for you. You had a game competitor in one, uh, Elijah. Uh, What was that experience like? It was good. You know, it was uh, definitely different. It had, like, the ultimate fighter feel where we all had to, like, you know, live together for the week and like competing against one another. It was definitely a unique uh, jujitsu experience. I've never done anything like that. So when that gets brought to your attention, because obviously they had season one, were you seeking out Brandon when he was looking for people or did they have you in mind already? No, Brandon reached out to me to get me on. Okay. Hold on. Mm, Okay. We kind of knew this. (laughs) Because you're awesome. Was it you or was it Jams Partridge, your training partner? Do you know? That wide. I'm sorry. Hunter's like, it was me. I'm the man. (laughs) No, I was just (laughs) curious. So when you get into PFL, you were a big market name for them. How do they approach you? Uh, yeah, basically, um, I knew Brandon McCatherine from doing the EBIs and combat jiu and he reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be involved with the second season, and I told him that I would. Did he sing? Did he use a guitar at all? <laughs> yeah, I, I did see him play the guitar. <laughs> pretty was, good. He we- was he wearing that ridiculous hat that he's wearing? Because he's taken on kind of a commissioner persona akin to someone on vacation, uh, I think it's kind of somebody, uh, it was, it's almost his version of El Chapo. Yeah, that, that has been recently created. I know what you're talking about. I, I was <laughs> free that. I was free that. Okay. Uh, because listen, dude, whatever you need to do to get the job done and it's right up our alley. I just want residuals for our creativity that he is clearly stealing. Um, but we'll talk to Brandon about that in a separate conversation. What was the finals like? Because, I know that you guys have kind of uh, a structure to it. Were both you and Elijah coming in both undefeated at this time? Yeah. Um, 
I, I just I knew that uh, Elijah was going to be the toughest guy going into the tournament, and so it was uh, no surprise that we were going to end up in the finals together. And it's funny because I could see him kind of stirring the pot. Um, are you kind of entertained by that? Because jujitsu aside, both of you very good. I, I have no qualms or issues with that. But you're also not the type to really start nonsense online. Uh, were you entertained by his trash talk, which was not even real trash talk? It was just kind of more silly. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It made it fun. Uh, me and Elijah, at the end of the day, like each other. So it kind of made it a little like, you know, friendly uh, trash talk back and forth. Made it a little bit more exciting. Good. See, Kev, there's no, hope. He's in. Yeah, no, okay. he's in on friendly. I'm in. So, <laughs> Hunter, you've been a fan favorite of this podcast for a while because you fight kind of without. So, Scotch, hard to explain. You just seem to go full head in. Do you have an approach when you're coming into matches? How much do you like to tell people what you're going to try? Do you have some hidden secrets? We're going to try and crack open the onion here and figure out how you <laughs> fight. What's your approach when you're trying to come into like a major match now? Because there's so much footage of you online. So it's not like you can come in and be like, oh, I'm going to try and really show them my ground and pound. People know who you are. They know what you're coming in. How do you prepare in the age of everyone can Google you? I just constantly evolving like my next fight. I think people are going to see a lot more of like my striking and all the stuff that I've been working on since I moved out here. I think that's the way you keep everything fresh is just keep growing. And out There's here some... being, where are you locale in the Denver area? <laughs> yeah. Denver area. I'm at a elevation fight team right now. Shit, we're like miles away from each other, ref. <laughs> this is getting real dangerous. <laughs> now, I would yeah, like to say, I, I tipped my hat off on this one a few months ago because when I heard you were moving, like, we're talking things happened very quickly for you, Hunter. We're talking uh, the Pro Grappling League happened. Didn't you fight somewhere close to proximity after the, the PGL experience? Yeah, I actually like used the um, the tournament experience as like part of my camp. Like I did that, and then turned right around and trained for like four weeks, and then fought for LFA. So yeah, pretty back to back. Because sometimes my brain goes away, Son and sometimes a... when I see you compete on a very very tough schedule, uh, say for Brandon's organization. And then I see that you are going to be fighting. My brain does this thing where I go, oh, good for him. He's fighting. Well, I hope that he's had a few months since that. Pete was that last week. Holy shit. That's uh, that? a very quick turnaround. Most people would not do that sort of a thing. You said you built it into your camp. Was that part of the appeal or did you ever have any kind of worry that that would kind of interfere with your MMA side? No, no, it honestly helps. I just used it as a good grappling training, and uh, on the outside of the tournament, I was striking a whole lot. So I, you know, I felt really ready to go, and like I had a, one of the best performances I've had so far. So it turned out to be, uh, you know, a good decision. Well, not too soon after that, <laughs> other things were happening for you. Um, but I do want to bring these things up. So let's get into what happened. You do the PGL. You do the LFA. Where does the move happen for you, and why does the move happen for you? Um, I had just signed a con three fight contract with LFA, so I knew like it was getting, you know, more on the serious side, more serious competition, and uh, just more serious expectations. I I told myself like let's you know let's win this first fight, see how it goes, like you know, make sure like, I really want to do this. And, uh, I fell in love with it one. And I was like, okay, if I'm gonna, you know, pursue MMA, I want to, I don't want to half-ass it. I want the best training partners and the best coaches and like where I, where I'm from, like the jiu-jitsu is phenomenal, but the MMA is not. And so after that win, we, uh, made that decision and moved out here. Do you, feel similarly to when because you were a big member of the jiu-jitsu community is it a similar you just know when you start to do it this is where i have to be how do you make that decision um it's just like 
I have uh, some connections already out here um, because one of the jiu-jitsu coaches is from where I'm from in Tulsa. And so it kind of like a lot of little pieces just started to fit together and it kind of made sense. How have you liked the move so far? It's awesome. I mean, I, I really feel like I'm like hitting another level, like the training, the intensity of the training, everything is just like, it's perfect in Colorado too. It's a beautiful place and there's lots, lots of things to do. I've been loving it so far. Raph, we've been joking mm-hmm. at Colorado mm-hmm. open mats. We're coming for LA just so you know, Hunter Colvin can neither confirm nor deny he's part of that movement. I'm not going to respond. Coming for LA. That's right. We have <laughs> Hunter just, Colvin. I'm going to tell you guys. Side. Listen, I'm going to defer to the guest because I feel that would be rude <laughs> to insult the PGL champion and 3 and 0 MMA artist over here, but I feel very confidently in LA. Anyway, that's not the point. I would like to bring this up, Hunter. So you mentioned that with Elijah, you were kind of like, oh, that guy talks a lot of nonsense. You may notice Kevin has a good sense of humor about him, but you're about to engage in a uh, sort of uh, choosing off a a fight pick here against him. So you will need to talk trash about him. Similar to Elijah, you'll be friends afterwards. But what do you need to know about a person to be able to talk trash about them? So I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask Kevin some questions that will better inform how you trash talk him. What would you like to ask Kevin? Okay, where are you from? Spring Hill, Kansas, which is how we really start to find our common ground here, sir. As, a, as You were as close as Kansas gets to a celebrity, which is to say you were near it. You were, you were succeeding in grappling. So I'm from uh, rural Kansas, but now I live in... Aurora, Colorado. Okay, yeah, so we aren't very far from each other then. Um, I don't know what else. Like, uh, how old are you? Oh, God. 35? 35? That's not bad. Thank you. <laughs> He's oh, no, bad. <laughs> I want to call a flag on this one because some of us are older on this show. He, and I don't, he, he, he took it gently, I thought. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there's just nothing better Billy. Like, that's cool man for you that's fine you can be that old still do this that's okay hunter you were training a lot with jans we know him he was a friend of the show he's actually done this segment before did you engage in trash talk with him and if so what kind yeah, me and Jams talk trash all the time, mostly when we're rolling. But, uh, you know, he's like kind of like an easygoing guy. He's not one of the fun people to talk trash to because he lets stuff roll off his shoulders really well. Like, <laughs> I, I like to talk trash to people that like get riled up, you know. Jams Great news. One of those guys. Yeah, no, you've, you've found a match here then. Yeah, Jans, actually, we did have that problem. It was like, you sound super sweet. He's like, no. It's like, you kind of sound yeah. nice. Exactly. Yeah, people don't quite understand when I pull them on for an over-under segment. There is an implied, you better talk trash or I'm going to kick you off the show. And I would say this, though. You you said that not him, but that he wasn't as fun as other people because you like to talk trash. What does it take for you to get to that comfortability? Like, when do you know you can talk trash to somebody? His opponent's over 5'6". Oh, I came in early. That was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's usually like when we're going to compete against each other. That's like my favorite way to talk trash because I know at the end of the day, you know, like we're going to get to like settle all the trash talk. But so I guess it just, it'll just be whoever has the right picks, you know? Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I see. Look, this is promising because it's informing me the fact that he's going to be willing to talk the trash. Kevin, do you need to do any cross-examination before I start going to the next segment? No, his answer scared me pretty readily. If you're curious, I can hear it in his voice. <laughs> Put it this way. Okay, let's say things go sideways. I, I want to get this on okay. record before we... we sure, turn. yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. No, I'm right with you. you know, Hunter, let's say you don't win. Are you the type of competitive person that would try to find out where Kevin is at an open mat, just 
randomly, not saying that you would really stalk him or anything. You'd just be like, oh, is Kevin going to be there? Because I'd love to roll with him. Are you that competitive person? Yeah, for sure. Like, if I found out he was an open man, I might, you know, stroll by just to, just to see. Okay. Cool. I mean, I feel like my booking has done itself. I feel like I did the work as a producer of this show that I'm supposed to do, Kevin. I'm ready to hit the button whenever. Yeah, all right. Let's transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. And now it's time for Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we now come to a segment called Over Under Kevin. I host this one. It's your friend, Rafa Sparza. We're going to go through this very simply. We give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win down the UFC 265 card. We do the entire card, but randomized in. Susan, I'm hitting record <laughs> now. You go ahead and start it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we now go to a segment that we like to call over under Kevin, I'm your host for this segment. It's Raf Esparza. It's a very simple game. No, no, we get we did the intro. Oh, I was We're gonna good. play it again. I'm sorry. No, I follow. No, it's I'm, perfectly I'm back. fine. God damn it, Kevin. Okay, <laughs> where was I? Uh, yes, we basically go down the entire UFC 265 card out of order, and we give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. And yes, technically, the person who gets the most correct picks is deemed the winner. However, in our hearts and in yours, the person who talks the best amount of trash during gameplay is truly the winner on the show. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kevin, do you understand the rules? I named him Costner's Sooners. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say I understand the rules and history and Fair film. Oh, I'm glad that's what happened. Hunter, do you understand the rules? <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right, gents, we're going to start all the way at the super exciting portion of the card at the bantamweight category versus Song Yadong and Casey Kenny. Kevin, you start us off. You got 15 seconds. Go. This is honestly, you know, this is super difficult for me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring it normal and I'm trying to represent what I've been looking for, but I, I have to stick with Song Yadong. Okay. For moral reasons at this point. Okay. I sure it's deeper than people think it's a real song. You dong situation. I, that, you know, what? I'm just going to move on. Hunter, what do you got for us? 15 seconds on the clock. <laughs> I'm surprised you can say song. You dong right now. Um, I am going with song. You dong as well, just because, uh, he beat Cheeto Vera. So he's gotta be good. Oh, look at that analysis. He brought to this show. Uh, yes, no, I think Hunter is wisely bringing up the fact that Song Yadong sounds like a name that gets you canceled, but as we've proven on this show, I'm really not going to get canceled. So womp womp. Bantamweight, we stick in this category, and Hunter, you're going to tell us who wins in the fight between Miles Johns and Anderson Dos Santos. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Miles Johns because because I like his name. I don't know either of these dudes. (laughs) That's fine. You'll find that that does happen on occasion on this show. Now, Kevin, who are you going on in this one? Uh, Look, it's not going to be as deep, but I'm going with the fighter that's taller and has more chest tattoos, which also happens to be Mr. John's. Okay, this is interesting. Hunter, are you getting the sense that Kevin is just copying your answers so that you can't go beat him up at some point at an open mat? Yeah, it's kind of what it doesn't seem like. Kevin, this is very strange. I've never seen you do two off the back with the guest in agreement, but maybe this is where we break free. We're going to go to a light heavyweight bout. It's between Ed Herman and Alonzo Menafield. Go. Now I'm really nervous <laughs> that I'm going to pick the person. I'm going with Menafield because I fear for my life. And generally, <laughs> I think if you're going to pick someone, you should pick someone with. I, I know I have a thing with tattoos, but they can't be ugly. Okay. <laughs> Who You're talking about Ed Herman having tattoos. Yeah, Ed Herman's tattoos suck. 
Hunter, do you have tattoos? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do any of them suck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Rap, don't ask him which ones. I don't want to get my ass kicked. <laughs> Shut up. They're awesome tattoos. Hunter, you look badass. There we go. Wait, okay. <laughs> but I'll ask the tattoo that is not something that they feel great about. What was What'd the question? Oh, shit. Kevin, did you lose me again? No, we heard you. You just skipped out, right, when you're hitting the verb. What Got it. You so him? The question is this, Hunter. How does one get a tattoo that they, in retrospect, go, hmm, yeah, I don't like this one? <laughs> you get one when you're 20. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have to know, Hunter, what is the tattoo you got at 20 that you regret or that you don't like fully now? No, honestly, I don't, like, regret it. But, like, I got, like, a robin on my arm that, like, I don't know. Like, I like it, but, like, it's not my favorite tattoo. Could could you two just throw me a bone and let me predict what they are? Because the robin <laughs> thing isn't helpful to me. That sounds super sweet. I'm, like, needing you guys to just, like, shut the fuck up. Keep asking for pics and let me guess what his tattoos are, Rep. I mean, that's fair. We'll get to that part, I'm sure. Uh, Hunter, who do you have on this one? Um, I got Alonzo as well because the other dude's 40, which is kind of older for MMA. Okay, that's easy. Easy there, kid. We're getting a little dicey on the age against him. <laughs> perfectly fine. <laughs> a lot of people at 40 do a lot of great things. MMA, questionable, but just saying. This, it does seem, though, every once in a while that the AARP does get closer in age. Like, I feel like in MMA, AARP and Social Security should start at, like, 30. You should be retired by now. I have to ask this as well. Hunter, as this is going on, I think you're getting a gist of what we do on this show. If your MMA career continues as we all think it will, do you realize that we may be doing this about you one day? Yeah, I never thought about that. You guys better pick me, though. I know that. Mm, See, I don't do the picking. I'm just the moderator. I think you need to talk to the other guy. Noted. Uh, No, I'll pick you. Yeah, don't don't worry. You guys haven't went head to head yet. Uh, no. Here's what happens. This whole show is essentially Kevin and I going head to head. This is the one time we get to bring in other people and have uh, nonsense and fun. In the very beginning, it used to be Kevin and I would do picks against each other, and we realized that we were probably the only people who cared. So, <laughs> AKA, I'm too good at it, Hunter. So you better be gathering some right picks. <laughs> I would oh, like that's to point the, out that's the first time I've heard that one. I would like to point out <laughs> Kevin has statistically gotten worse in age. So while some of us age like fine wine, I'm just saying. Anyway, lightweight bout between Bobby Green and Rafael Fiziev. Hunter, you go first. All right, I got Bobby Green because he got like 40 fights. The other dude got 10. <laughs> Good as any other reason. Kevin, what do you have on this one? Fiziev. For Is there a lot any particular of... reason, Kevin? Outside of the pretty clear ones that he's only ever lost one time, as opposed to Mr. Green, who's lost a poultry purple times. <laughs> which is 11. It's about how many colors it takes to make purple. People are curious what I was attacking. So I feel pretty confident in my Fizzy F pick. Actually, this is also one I have money on. So look Are out. you serious? You put money on this one? Shut up. It got good odds. I tried okay. to go early on my uh, <laughs> early on my UFC bets. And if Hunter Colvin's in the Mitch, for example. Kevin, where are you betting nowadays? Well, they're not officially sponsors, but DraftKings, oh. and it's legal in Colorado. All right, I'm not going to bring that up. They don't sponsor us, so <laughs> fuck them. If they, Assholes. If they do, we're going to sell out real hard. <laughs> Draft queens. <laughs> you know what, they're super spectacular, Raph. You're going to dig them, Honestly, too. Honestly, Kevin, I'm not going to lie to you. There might be an email from DraftKings that I just never responded to because I never believed it was them. So 
oops, but I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I just never believe anybody on the internet. Um, okay. There's a bantamweight bout between Johnny Munoz Jr. and Jamie Simmons. Kevin, you started off. Go. Yeah, I'm going with Munoz Jr. And I am so glad you gave me his first name because I wasn't even worried. I was like, it's a Munoz. The Filipino assassin. People were like, he's not Filipino. I was like, whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's my man Munoz. And it's Junior. To be fair, for years, people couldn't figure out what kind of brown I was. So they would tell me, they're like, are you Filipino? And I was like, no, but thank you. Well, that's really nice. I appreciate that. I'll take Filipino. I love the Filipinos. Uh, Hunter, what do you got for us on that one? I got Jamie Sim- Simmons because he uh, he's got the beard with no mustache or barely any mustache. And that means you can fight like 10 times harder. It is a terrifying look. Mm. If you just like bring it up. <laughs> It looks like uh, German 50s. It's in that same terrifying range. Let's get this on record then, Hunter. Who is the toughest person you have fought with the best facial hair? <laughs> the toughest person I fought with the best facial hair? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is what inquiring minds want to know here, Hunter. Yeah, uh, you mean actually fought or like sparred with? Let's you know what? Let's say grappled. I'll, I'll extend it to that far. Why do you even give a shit? Somebody with a sufficient handlebar mustache, you were like, <laughs> yeah, they can grapple. Like, don't, don't be too piggy. Oh, I can't. I can't even think of any that come to mind, man. But every, every time I got to grapple somebody that that rocks the the beard with no mustache, man, they're always tough. Now you understand why I asked that question because you basically introduced it where you're like, man, handlebar mustache, you know how they go. And I'm like, I, I don't. I've never lived where you've lived. So tell me. And you're like, actually, they were all pussies. But this guy may be different. <laughs> so I, I wanted to make sure I was doing my due diligence as a media host. Uh, we're going to go to a Bantamweight division contest. This one is between Vince Morales and Draco or Draco Rodriguez. Hunter, you go first. Man, I don't even know. This is like the most es- esoteric UFC fighter list I've ever been through. Um, I got Morales. Okay. Kevin? Well, that really pisses me off. <laughs> because he's friend of the show, Vincent Morales, and I want to be on his side. And now I can't be. Because some pansy-ass <laughs> Oklahoman who dipshitted his way to Colorado... <laughs> Has picked him. And I feel like I kind of need to stand up for my man, Mr. Rodriguez, here. So I'm picking against friend of the show, Mr. Morales, so I can get my just rewards, Raph. Let me just tell you, Draco was on the uh, the uh, Dana White Contender Series. He had a massively amazing triangle. Go look at it. I loved his appearance on that show. I would say this, though. The more I'm thinking about it, Kevin, maybe the way to get at Hunter, because really this is your hood yeah. that he has come into. Yeah. Okay? And you know when they say, like, sure. somebody's in a prison yard, <laughs> stab them so that you get the respect. Okay? okay. I think that you go aggressive yeah. in the open mat community in Colorado. And, and go, I stab Hunter we... Colvin. I let him no, know that's him. not how we do shit. I'm pretty sure people from the Midwest already have knives on them, even when they're rolling. I'm not going to go into that. I would say, Kevin, maybe, maybe just maybe start a rumor and be like, yo, have you rolled with Hunter? Man, have you seen that Robin tattoo? Mm. Terrible. Heard the guy really regrets it. Heard the guy has chlamydia. Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Rev. I'll work on it. I'll workshop it. I'm just saying. I think think that's where you really get the advantage on that. You got to get in the mental game very quickly because I think once you actually get to the part when rolling happens, don't feel good about your chances. Really not good. Same. Nope. All right. We're going to go to this next bout. It's your co-main event. So I'm actually going to put 23 seconds on the clock. And your co-main event, everybody, has changed. But... It's also interesting. It is between <laughs> No Way Jose Aldo and one Pedro Munoz. Go. 
who's supposed to go? Oh, right. Kevin, you go first. Yeah, no, <laughs> no fucking problem. I'm going with Jose Aldo. And I don't feel good about it. It's an age and uh didn't Pedro Munoz retire thing? And I didn't have anything better than like as I was staring at this card, I was like, I feel really bad for the UFC right now, and I shouldn't. Man, I don't know how to feel about that one. All right, Hunter, what do you got on that? Twenty three seconds. I got Pedro Munoz. I feel like Jose Aldo is just kinda like um I don't know. I feel like he's uh, getting old? a little bit towards the end of it. Yeah. To the <laughs> yeah. old part again? Surprise, yeah. everybody. Hunter's got a take on getting old. You didn't see it like coming that. around the way. It was happening right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, he, he's 34, which is old in <laughs> MMA years. <laughs> it's just Hunter with reckless abandon, with no regard for humanity on each one of these statements, literally looks at these guys and goes, don't like the way that, that guy looks old. Gonna have to be uh, <laughs> frank with you. And I think the worst part is, and I don't know that you do this, but every once in a while when we do these pickums, and people ask me my opinion, there is a moment where I go, man, I feel like I've watched them fight forever. Oh, that's not a good thing. Yeah, I got to go again. I'm very sorry, guys. Of course, exceptions to the rule. If you see a Diaz and Lawler fight again, you realize we're in a time machine. Why not? I'll watch that fight again. Sure. But everything else, uh, not great. Yeah, I agree. That's going to be awesome. But Let's say this. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to interrupt you here because this is an important question. I think this will tell us a lot about you, Hunter. Who is the best, oldest fighter right now the best oldest fighter right yes. now think about who is old and who currently still fights i'm really curious <laughs> probably, this on this. probably stipe okay okay it's not bad. in like his 40s i'm pretty sure well his speech patterns are still in their infancy but <laughs> his physical yeah. body very much in its 40s Okay, I can I can get behind that. So you do have some respect for other people who are old. Good for you, young man. We're going to a women's flyweight bout, and it is between Victoria Leonardo. That seems like a false name. And Melissa. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like an even more fake name. This is a fake bout. All right. Hunter, who do you have on this one? 15 seconds. Let's go. The, the Melissa girl's picture is not even on here. This is a fake match. I got, I got Victoria because she actually got a picture uploaded. Kevin, they learned so fast. I swear to God, people didn't do this when we first started doing the segment. But now when they look on the website and they go, no picture, can't go for him. Nope. <laughs> Kevin, what do you have for us? I have some deep admiration for whatever's <laughs> going on in Hunter Colvin's okay. strategies. And I have got to. <laughs> simultaneously i have both of those things ref i've i've chosen ghetto without all of your extemporaneous speaking about their performative <laughs> abilities okay. and i have launched full in so let Gato. me say this i've never done this on the show before but i'm gonna ask kevin we've seen hunter roll he has no idea how you or i roll which yeah. Thank God. Could be an advantage, right? It could be. Um, sure, yeah. He's one of those people that really struggles with new yeah, people. Yeah, I know. He's very role. afraid of us. He needs to yeah. know your strategy. Otherwise, he's worthless. <laughs> sure. So I'm going to ask this right now, Kevin. With you having familiarity of his game, what are you trying to attack? Knowing that a lot of the doors will probably be closed to you, I would love to hear what you think you would attack him with. He's lucky I don't know what he's wearing shirt-wise right now because it seems tight and annoying. Mm -hmm. So he's really <laughs> lucky. Like We are separated by certain amounts of distance. I, I truthfully feel like my biggest strength currently is my wit and his, okay. his sweet southern surprise. Meaning he's mm. like, should I be a dick? No, I can't be yet. They might just be fucking around. That's my big strength. So there's no actual move here. You're just trying to get into his head. Correct. I'm not even close to a okay. move yet. I haven't found one. I'm working on it deeply. Okay, Thank you for your call outs. Hunter, how would that go over knowing very little? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I have an idea. 
Well, that's terrifying. I didn't expect that one, Such but okay. Dickhead. Yeah. He's so quiet about it. Go on, rap. Hit the next. Yeah, that one. That would with is uh as interesting as I thought it would. Gents, here's some good news. Yeah. Michael Kios is fighting on this one. Maybe you care. Maybe you don't. Who knows? But for one night, he takes a little bit of a break behind the scenes <laughs> at the desk to get back in the cage. And I know he's been working hard. I see him in Vegas all the time at those uh, Casey Halstead open mats and classes. And I know he's getting in good training with friend of the show, Andy Night Night Varela. But, Kevin, you go first on this one. Does he beat Vicente Loque? Go. No, he doesn't beat Vicente uh -oh. Luque. And I'm deep in on Vicente Luque. And this is one of the many fights that it's like, this is a great fight for the first part of the... Oh, they couldn't do that. Because everything keeps... Got it. I'm going right. with Vicente Luque. I see Vicente for you. Hunter, what do you have? I feel hot. I got Michael Chiesa. I love Michael Chiesa. He's one of my guys that I always watch. So I gotta, gotta rock with him. Now... Would you call him old? No. How old is he, though? Is he on there? We can get you an answer real quick. The oldness of what... <laughs> By the way, the look that they have on his Wikipedia page <laughs> is with the biggest deer eyes you've ever seen. Like, he is about to be run over. He is at He's age... 33. Wait for it. 33, which in your That's estimation is That's old. Jose Aldo's 33. How are they the same age? Like, someone tell me this. <laughs> That's a good question. Jose Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> the saddest part is. Don't is ask too many questions, <laughs> Hunter. You're trying to you're trying to have a, a successful MMA career. <laughs> Jose Aldo was one of those people where even where he was fighting in his prime, you would see him and you'd be like, that man is 35. And they're like, actually, he's 23. No. He's always looked old to me, so um, I don't know what to say. And I, he's always vaguely looked like um, like Job Rule, like the Brazilian Walmart version <laughs> of Job ja Rule. Yeah, they really couldn't afford too much over on that side. All right, gents, we continue on. Hunter, you're going to tell us who's winning between Manuel Cape and Odie Osborne, which, man, that that's really the name. Okay, that's what they went with. Hunter, <laughs> yeah. you go first, 15. I'm going with Odie Osborne, double O's. How many people do you know got double O names? <laughs> <laughs> double O is probably the most southern way possible to say that. I'd be like, well, everybody knows double O. Double O's going to win. He's been in 50 different bar fights. And, man, I went to high school with double O. He's good people, man. I'm back. Uh, Kevin, what do you got on this one? Disagree with your analysis of old people. I'm going with Cape A and... Deep in the old mother, we're good. I feel good. I feel like I'm getting odds on this. Kev, this is so great because I feel like I know that you. we mentioned a little bit earlier that you and I cannot be canceled. But I like the idea of voluntarily canceling the guest. <laughs> I as can be like, definitely knows be canceled. I'm so Hunter, glad you're boistering about it, but I'm cancelable at any minute. You know what it is? It's not that I think I'm uncancelable or cancelable, whatever you want to call it. I just feel like given all shitty people in all of jujitsu, not the worst. We're good. I like it. So really, that's what we're going with here, people. There are so many people you'll get to before us. Um, but anyway, I just, <laughs> think that, <laughs> I just like the idea, though, with Hunter as being like, well, did you know that Hunter hates anybody over the age of 25? It's very strange. <laughs> He has a very big aversion to old people. Um, well, Kevin, you were going for Cape on that one. We're going to continue on. It's a women's strawweight bout between Tisha Torres and one Angela Hill. Who do you have? 15 seconds on the clock. Me? Mm, yes, Kevin. <laughs> Torres. I'm going with Torres. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you still made it in on time. I was <laughs> so nervous. I was like, wait, oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let's let's go to Hunter. I gotta go, Tisha Torres. She's one of my teammates, so I'm biased on that one. Uh oh, Kevin, I rarely do this, but do you want to change your answer because Tisha Torres fights someone who's weak and ineffectual and is from Oklahoma? Yeah, I am thinking about it, Raph. Thank you well, for asking. Here's the reason me. why. 
the reason why is not based on anything other. Tisha, oh, by extension, friend of the show because of obviously Hunter here. But let me just whisper to you: the guest is compromised. He cannot go for the other person. So, yeah, strategically, the fuck is it I smart just... to take the opposite? No. Oh, okay. I just hey, listen. I wanted to throw it out there. You know what? I'm gonna throw you a bone here, Rap. Tisha Torres remains my pick, even though I do feel. <laughs> you're gonna. You say you're gonna throw him a boat. <laughs> God, I wish you would throw me a fucking boat. I could use Should a yacht right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if only I had the money to help us both out. I'm gonna give some Angela Hill. I'm gonna give some Jose Aldo love for his opponent, and I'm gonna rock myself to freedom. But I am gonna start with Angela Hill, right, right here. So. Wait, are you staying with Tisha Torres, or did you officially move to Angela Hill? I'm moving to Angela Hill, and I feel wow. great Okay, it. I didn't think that would work. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay. Um. Well, Hunter, I can't ask too much about training with her, but on a scale of 1 to 10, how ready is she? She's a badass, man. She's in there all the time, works super hard, and, like, I've got to see, like, you know, her throw hands a little bit. She's a scary girl, so I think she's ready. Did you hear that, Kevin? I did hear that, actually. But did you hear that he didn't have a numerical? It sounds terrifying in general. You know, I mean, it's yeah. a simple question. Hey, I know I can't ask him things because I don't want to get information about the camp. We don't do those things. But there was no number. That's a strong language, but no number. Very strange. Maybe tell. <laughs> all right. Uh, you don't... So I better double check all my work on this. But why don't we, while we do that, have Hunter tell us who's going to win between Carolina Kowalowicz versus Jessica Penne. Go. I got Jessica because I actually know who she is. Oh, okay. Jessica. Well, Easy enough. Kevin, what do you got for us? I thought you were asking me, like, hey, Kevin, you know how I call you Jessica in our in-between times? I'm going with Kowalkowix, and okay. it's not close, and it is in part because I think if you and I just embraced Jessica as the title for the other one, we could really find some common ground. Fair enough. All right, I'm looking at the numbers here, and I see one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. This will be our thirteenth fight. Hey, just to let you know here, Hunter, there is usually a wager. Now, granted, we all are involved in jujitsu, and there's no money in that, so it's never financial. Kevin, can you give him some examples of some wagers that have been made on the past on over under Kevin? Yeah, I recently had to give a shout out to the whole situation of this podcast and its beliefs based off of people that are environmentally sound on other ideas. So it's basically, um, do you have a social media challenge in mind that you or I could partake in? Or do we just have something we'll have to figure out? And we'll get to it. there in just a second here, though, uh, Hunter. So don't worry about that. There's one more fight. I just want to give you something to think about. Um, we've done stuff on do Instagram. Do you have the confetti of the American volleyball team? <laughs> do you? <laughs> what? I don't think he understands what that one means, Kevin. Are you talking about the fact that the American volleyball team celebrated with confetti? I'm talking about the Olympics. And the yes. way people represent themselves. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate deep ideology <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're bringing that into this context. Here's what we're going to do. Kevin, you go first. It is your main event between Derek, He's Okay Lewis, and Cyril Gain. Who do you have? I cannot believe we're doing this. I honestly mm. can't. I'm going to go with Cyril Gain. So the rest of you have to deal with your bullshit. But this fight should not be happening. All of us are against it. None of us feel good about it. And I'm going with Gain. Okay. Hunter, you have 23 seconds. Go. I got Derek Lewis. I think Gain is like, he's a phenomenal striker, but he's kind of like a point style striker. And I don't think he's going to make it all five rounds with Lewis without getting touched and knocked out. 
let's be real here. Will Derek make it the full five rounds? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you watched in the Curtis Blade fight, all he did was sway side to side the whole first round, and then and then he was uppercut the second. So he does that kind of energy conservation. He's definitely winning. Bless his soul. Yes. But also, <laughs> he is one of those fighters where when they say championship rounds, I go, that's rude. Do not do that to that man. <laughs> that is mean. <sighs> I don't know why we're doing this as an interim title. It's just where we're at. That part, that part but, is bullshit. But yeah, that that part is weird. I don't understand. Well, you know what Dana White would say to you, and granted, don't let this come back to you because you have yeah, he'll call you shortly short. and be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, were you fucking on that fucking show with those fucking dummies? <laughs> Fuck those guys." That's essentially what he would say. I'm not going to say Dana White knows who we are, but, you know, we've definitely been in the same place. One of my favorite moments is when I was covering UFCs, one of my buddies goes, yo, here's Dana White. We shake hands. And he goes, do you guys want a selfie? I was like, why the fuck would I want that? And he's just looking at me like, why wouldn't you? And I go, if I'm reporting, why do I want a selfie with the guy? That seems like a terrible conflict of interest. So, yeah, no, I was very much like Dana. Nice to meet you. And he was very nice and shiny there. I'm sure some of the things that we have done in the past would not love. But Dana White does seem in this respect to say in response to what you have mentioned here on this fight, uh, Hunter, in this response, which is go fuck yourselves. Who gives a fuck? I've been doing these fights for fucking ever. That's been his (laughs) general temperament on this one. You can go look it up. It is essentially that that he said in reality. Kevin, in the event that we have a tie, you know that we do some tiebreakers. So I'm going to have Hunter tell us who he thinks will win fight of the night and two performances of the night. So any two fighters and a fight of the night. What do you think those will be? Hunter, you start off. Okay, I think fight of the night will be Chiesa and Luque. And I think performance of the night will be Derek Lewis and uh, Chiesa. Okay. Wow. We have learned that he has gone hard for Mike. Did you follow any of that? I'm so glad you followed that. I was like, I don't (laughs) just say so, but I didn't follow anything else (laughs) right Uh, Kevin, what do you have for us? Fight of the night and two performances of the night. I feel really good about Jose Aldo. Okay. I feel really good about, and this is a little bit of a change, Song Yidong. Okay. And my last one, Menafield. Yeah. Sneaky um, great. I put money so, on that three days ago, by the way. Let me just double check on this one, Kevin. You gave me three people. Yeah. But I need two people in one fight of the night. Oh, well, two of them were a fight of the night. One was a performance. You know what? Go ahead, Raph. What do you need? Uh, I think, okay, you know what? I have what I need. And I think that should suffice. Mm. All right. Let me ask this of you, Hunter. Do you have a bet or a wager in mind for Kevin? Should you win or lose over under Kevin? <laughs> Does he? I can guarantee you he has something in mind. But we try to defer to the guest. Kevin, do you have something in mind? Yeah. It's time to admit who's the better Midwestern grappler, myself or Hunter Colvin. And I know people are curious. They're like, look, it's been tough to decipher, but I think this is our chance for one of us to admit it on the record. All right, deal. All right. Now, here's the one thing I'm going to say to Sweetness. It would be great. Because, Hunter, you lying through your teeth to say how great Kevin is at grappling will come at a severe, severe credibility hurt for you. Um, But I feel like we manifest this. Most people have to send in a video. I feel like this is something that you would need to do in person. So if you lose, somehow at some point we get you guys in Denver to see each other. Maybe it's an open man. I don't know. I'm not really in charge of that. Uh, but with Kevin by your side, you have to be like, man, people don't know, but this is the best grappler. I wish I could be as good as him. Does that seem fair? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Okay. The same, same to him, though, if I win. 
Oh, well, that's a much easier <laughs> conversation. It's a scotch being... easier to sell from a competency standpoint. But yeah, Raph, no, I'm following. I don't know, Hunter, if you ever watched the old WWF or WWE, but when Jimmy Hart used to put over Hulk Hogan, like that would be the way Kevin would put you over. Like that kind of intense promo skills he would afford for you. So I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about you having to look the camera in the eyes and go, God damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> this hurts my soul well, to I'm, say. I'm confident in my picks. Okay, people say that, and then things happen. I mean, listen, we've seen how MMA works, and you went all in on Lewis. And I got to tell you, as a betting man, never really inspires confidence. Love the guy. Don't know that I want to lose money on him. So that is the accord that we have here. Um, here's what we like to do on the show. Hunter, we all go. We watch the fights. Would you like to come back next week and talk the fights with us here on the show again? Yeah, that's fine. Maybe Word. So tell the people where they can find you, where they can see you training, all that good stuff. Plug your stuff. Yeah, just uh, follow me on Instagram. My last name calls in C O V I N three three five. Or you can catch me on my next fight for LFA on UFC Fight Pass. Just keep uh, an eye on my social and I can finally announce it. Believe me, we tried to get it out of him. Didn't work, guys. But when he can say something, he will. Kevin, do you have any departing words for Hunter before we send him off for tonight? Can't wait to kick your ass in the middle of a field where people are like, <laughs> is this Oklahoma? Is it Kansas? Yeah, that's the beauty of it. You don't know. Neither do we. See you in the Midwest. Good. And Hunter, we will see you back next week. That'll do it for us here. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you next week. Please note, the new number is...